greetings and salutations, everybody, and welcome to the anime podcast of some sort. It's exactly what it says on the tin, everybody. It's an anime podcast of some sort, because we talk about other stuff, too. I'm David Majors, also known as DJM from Delta Juliet Mike Media. My co-host, Jack Noir. What's up, Jack? I'm a good boy and my ears are clean. I, I, I tried to come up with a better intro and that's all I could think of. It's okay. I'm, I'm proud of you every day. I'm, I'm it's just, too late to start over. I'm, I'm happy to have you and I'm so, so proud of you. And I'm proud that Hooray. today on, on the old APOS, we, we have another guest, Jack. And it's, yes. it's a big one. It's a good one. I, I must say, we, we, we managed to, to pull some strings and do some magic and trust in the heart of the cards and get, get ourselves a guest. Uh, welcome, everybody, for the first time on the anime podcast of some sort. Comedian, noted Hunter Hunter evangelist, and in my opinion, possessor of some really cool Zelda tattoos, Miss Lisa Wallen. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. It is, it is an <laughs> absolute pleasure. Now, you're a comedian, you make jokes. Sometimes you do the jokey jokes about some kind of bad things because C- comedians do that. That that that's kind of a thing. So when we, talk, <laughs> when we talk about anime and video games and all of that stuff, sometimes some bad stuff happens, and and we usually try and keep things kind of laid back here. We we talk about news and stories and stuff that's happening, but Jack, unfortunately. Something really bad happened, and this is what the podcast is. So we got to talk about it, Jack. We 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 got to go there. We we have to talk about Nobuhiro Watsuki, the creator of Roroni Kenshin, and the crimes that he's facing. We we got to go there, Jack. We we have to go there. We we certainly do. Um, it, it was a huge outrage on social media, on on Twitter. Everybody had something to say about this. And uh, I've known about Roroni Kenshin as a series and, and that it has uh, been a big thing for a lot of people. It's a big deal. And looking into it and doing the research I did, it seems to be just this this huge upset for people. But, um, David, what we're, what we're ta- talking about is that the creator... Uh, Veroni Kenshin, Nobuhiro Watsuki, is, uh, is facing charges with... He was charged with possession of child pornography. And Yikes. It's just, been, it's just been a sunny week from there on out, hasn't it? So, the um, sunniest. Uh, one, so, David, the, the, I know that the you manga, do, Yeah. Sorry, Jack. I was just going to say, the manga yeah. has been placed on hold indefinitely. And uh, most recently, it was announced that the upcoming live-action movie broadcasts for the Kenshin movies have also been put on hold. So, pretty much any and all things Roroni Kenshin, Samurai X, are all put on hold indefinitely. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I'll, I'll get into that in a second. Um, I, I will say that... Hearing about these uh, various projects being put on hold uh, in regards to Roroni Kenshin was uh, it, it it really kind of uplifted me. I know it's not it's obviously not a cool thing at all, but um, I, I've made some jabs at Japan 
Uh, it's not a place that I am willing to visit for maybe a couple more years until I maybe look like I don't need an ID to get a drink places. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've had my, I've had my jabs at it and that kind of thing, because I think that they, they do have a bit of a problem when it comes to how they handle, uh, relationships of an inappropriate nature in regards to minors and children or even teenagers, but this, or even just women, really. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, They, uh, (laughs) they really have outdone themselves with how they've, they handled this of just no we got to shut this down and i i'm it 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 makes me happy to at least hear that this is something that is being taken seriously uh and i'm happy about that at the very least i also think it it has a lot to do with the fact that the series is international too Mm -hmm. so it's like you know i'm sure situations like this happen more often than we see it but since it was such a big deal they're like well shit we gotta do something about it you know? That is very true. So it's very likely just the information that's presented of just, uh, you know, these consistent news stories of uh, men harassing uh, young schoolgirls on the bus just happen to reach us more often than not. But most of the time there might be more of these cases happening where people are cracking down. But uh, the question I wanted to bat around is uh, for the two of you, actually, because like I said, I don't really uh, personally have any attachment to Roni Kenshin. I just kind of know of, of it as uh, the, the cultural anime staple it is. So um, for both of you, uh, what, what was your reaction? How, are either of you fans or have been fans or even consumed Roroni Kenshin at all? And uh, hearing about this story, uh, how did that change your uh, view of the work or of, of the creator? Um, well, I'm actually, I wasn't a, a fan of Roroni Kenshin. I, I actually did not really watch it when it was, I guess, out and I still haven't really made a chance to watch it. But as for someone who, I mean, take the example, like the Louis C.K. allegations that came out recently. Mm-hmm. And I was a huge fan of him, even though he's known to be a scumbag. It, you really have to teach yourself how to separate the art from the artist or just to kind of get rid of it. Because it's just, it's hard. I mean, especially lately with here in America, we have all these allegations of like the Hollywood men being sexual predators and assault women and whatnot and it's like well fuck like kevin spacey was a big fan of him and now it's like well shit now oh, i yeah. gotta kind of yeah so it, it kind of i guess it's kind of an ongoing theme this year is guess what all these men are scumbags <laughs> you know i i have a solution for kevin spacey at least i've been i've been really focusing on this because i was a big fan of the recent movie baby driver and I was really upset about the fact that one of the more memorable characters was played by such a, you know, rotten person. But uh, for all of you playing at home, for all y'all playing the home game, uh, I have I have come up with what I think is a very good solution and is totally not any kind of mental delusion or uh, avoiding the problem. But uh, just mentally recast uh, the physical appearance of Kevin Spacey <laughs> in all of his uh, fi- all of his film appearances and uh, television with Alec Baldwin. I think that's the best solution. <laughs> All right. For <laughs> now. <on. laughs> until, about... he gets, until he gets surfaced as something. <laughs> uh, Alec, Alec Baldwin, please. Uh, he's, he's kind of a tool on his own, but that's for another day. 
Uh, I will say for me and Rabroni Kenshin, uh, as the folks at home already know, your boy DJM is from the old school. So I can say Rabroni Kenshin was definitely a part of that Toonami community. Uh, it, it is definitely something that I remember watching and enjoying. And when this news broke, it was pretty devastating because on one hand it was really awful to see that a creator of this great work that had been so successful and touched so many people was charged with this one of Mm -hmm. the most heinous of crimes Uh, I think I will give Japan a little bit of credit for one thing and I can say that in Japan's case, I'm a little surprised that they moved as swiftly as they did, because even a few years ago, it would not surprise me if something like this were swept under the rug, because there's so much in Japan where that uncanny valley of the fetishization of youth and youth culture and things being so overly cutesy can get a little weird and get a little uncomfortable just from my own perspective. So to see Japan reaching a point where they're moving on this as swiftly as they are, I will give them a little bit of credit for showing some growth. And I think that's not a terrible thing. It's it's one of those things where us that like anime and know things about Japan, we criticize Japan for not being very good at this kind of thing when it comes to young women and when older I was, men. And for them actually, to move as quickly as they did, I'd say that's a positive. Sorry, I interrupted you, but I when I was in Japan last fall, I had a friend that was living there because her husband was in the military and was stationed there. And she was just telling me, like, oh, Japan's beautiful. There's low crime rate, no litter, blah, blah. But what bugs me is just how open, uh, you know, the sexualization of, like, children is. Like, if you walk into any bookstore or DVD store, they literally have child pornography there, just out in the open. And I, I think David's really hit it on the head that it's because this is kind of an international uh, work and that it is you know, widely popular, not just in Japan, but overseas. Yeah. So it's kind of like they're just saving their ass until other things get surfaced, basically. I wanted to bring up a point that you brought up, Lisa, of uh, how how it is important to separate uh, a work from the creator. And I think that uh, I, I did a little bit of research into the characters and, uh, you know, their ages and how they're portrayed in Rurouni Kenshin and to my knowledge, it, it didn't give off the same kind of vibe that, you know, everybody kept throwing out when allegations against Bill Cosby came out, when they were able to really trace things back to, you know, his show and things like that. Um, but well, I also wanted to of, shout out. Of yeah. you, it's more like you shouldn't feel guilty. You no. Know? It, like, I you, think, you're aware of it now, but because... I'm not going to feel horrible because I watched Co- Cosby growing up and had no idea. No, you didn't no. know. And now, you know, it's like, I, I it's feel, like, 
I feel well, that I it, guess it definitely... the question is now, how, how would you feel about watching Bill Cosby now or, or watching Roroni Kenshin now? Well, I yeah. probably won't watch it anyways <laughs> because it was never really an anime I was really into. But like Louis C.K., I was done for just like you said, how you did research on the show and the characters and how like they didn't really portray obviously how the creator would turn out to be the sexual predator. But like there's people like, you know, Louis C.K. whose entire jokes is being a scumbag. And it's like I could easily live without listening to Louis C.K. It is tough, though. It's a question that's never been asked until now, if you know what I mean. Like think about every rock star from the 1960s and 70s. They all slept with underage women like David Uh Bowie slept with a 12 year old when he was 20 you know like it and and we celebrate him yeah Lori Maddox whoa you can look her up Lori Maddox lost her virginity to David Bowie when she was I think was 12 or 13 and he was 20 and then she wound up dating Jimmy Page she's like a known like she's like a huge known like groupie from the 1970s uh but like that's what it was normal back in the seventies and sixties and everyone overlooked it. And then you find out about these things now and you're like, you know, as much as that was accepted, it's disgusting for one thing and it's not accepted anymore. So when you see allegations for all these new artists and new like creators and producers coming out as sexual like predators and whatnot, you're like, well, you know better. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to support you anymore because of this stuff, but I might be We've definitely talk. talked about voting for with your dollar on uh, this show and and yeah. other discussions and things like that. I want to bring your actual pers- or yeah. voting with your actual ballot if you're like me and you also. live in the district where John Conyers is your representative. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> and and regardless of if you decide that you want to go out and watch Baroni Kenshin still or if you're able to if you're if you you can't you know, separate that kind of, uh, of an, uh, that, uh, you can't separate the creator from Maroni Kenshin. Uh, I wanted to bring up, I just wanted to, you know, shout out our, our buddy doctor, uh, from the SSAA podcast, also at SSAA podcast on Twitter. Um, he did have a really interesting reaction that was, uh, one of the highlights because it wasn't just screaming and I wanted to first of all give him a gold star on our podcast and then also just kind of <laughs> cite him real quick he did say I can't I can't much on this whole situation at least I feel comfortable enough to shy away from a work that I have problems with the creator sorry you can be okay with the work and continue to enjoy it just be okay with knowing I may look at you funny what would the world be like without that work existing a world where a terrible person is less successful. I can sleep fine. People can find their own way through this news, and that's fine. I'm more speaking through my first reactions, and I would have a more civil discussion about this kind of thing. Sad all around goes without saying. So just wanted to say that's SSAA podcast, that Dr. Hughes, uh, you know, I think that he had pretty much in a nutshell the 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 best possible reaction. Everybody else was just kind of what, what I can't, I'm still gonna. Mm. And I just thought that is, that is hey, the you best still way. Saw, of admitting. You saw people saying they were still gonna support the work. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I sure didn't know what to think of that, but honestly, they're, they're just kind of, you know, they're the people that are, um, 
you know, just kind of on the outskirts of stuff, but it was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. And those are also people who, you know, they don't, they don't see how it's a big deal. You know what I mean? They kind of separate themselves. Like, I don't see what the big deal is. You know what I mean? I get that all the time with like comedy. There's so many comedians in my area that have been, you know, they, they wind up being accused for assault and rape and whatnot. And people are like, well, I still think they're funny. So I'm going to still listen to them. Like, and they don't see how, how the art and the artist putting those two together is like a bad thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Of, of course. I mean, recently, uh, I, I don't want to get too much into this, but recently there were, there were those news stories of uh, John Lasseter and how women in the, uh, the office of Pixar, uh, for those who don't know, John Lasseter, you know, big time director and basically kind of spearheaded all of the Pixar animation studio, uh, is known for being a very, very predatory kind of office worker. Uh, you know, hugs people for a little bit too long and a, a little bit too friendly, if you know what I mean. And there hasn't been anything outright said about that. But women were coming forward and saying that uh, a lot of the, you know, the the, the director and animation directors or story writers or anything like that were actively trying to steer the women away because they knew that talking with Lasseter would make them uh, be part of an uncomfortable situation. But in an office where you have to have communication between your creators and your uh, staff who are creating this complicated animated film, y- you end up destroying these women's opportunities. So it was kind of a gross thing to hear about. But then you Ugh. sit back and you go, all right, this is this is where you have to make your choice in anything, not just, you know, you know these long beloved works or these people that you've trusted for this time. You just got to make your choices and, uh, as long as you're not saying, I advocate uh, sexual predators and child pornography, I don't think anybody's reaction is necessarily bad. It just depends on, you know, who are they advocating and what kind of you mean like are Roy, you. You mean like Roy Moore? <laughs> yeah, honestly. You, you, need, you need to think long and hard about what kind of actions are, are, your, or uh, are your endorsements. What kind of endorsements uh, are you making and what kind of actions are you uh, promoting with the kind of media that you're consuming or the things that you're supporting monetarily? It, I'm not going to make those decisions for anybody, but, you know, again, it is that thing of I think I'm going to have to look at you funny if you do certain things. That yeah, I'm just going to say one more thing. As the straight dude on this podcast, we need to fucking stop. We really no, need to stop. We need to absolutely fucking stop. And my, my sister and I were bandying about the idea that if John Conyers is ousted from his congressional district, hey, who knows? If nobody else takes it on, I'll do it. So whatever. Well, here's the thing, Holy too, is, is I have many male friends that... that do the same thing but unfortunately you know even with these allegations as much as it feels like a revolution for women or victims of all these sexual allegations men still have the voice and so really it all depends on you know men like you and other men in the entertainment industry that aren't assholes it's really up to them of where this moves forward you know 
And it's kind of sad to say that. Like, I kind of admit that as being a woman, especially just in a small community of comedy, uh, that men's voices will always be heard more than women. So, and men need to stop ya. being shitty. Stop. Yeah. Men yeah. Need to stop and, being and shitty. The, and the non-shitty men need to do something about it because even though women are smarter <laughs> in as far as the entertainment industry, there's a lot of smarter women than there are men. Men yeah. still produce 90% of the movies. They still run and direct every single entertainment outlet in the entire world. So it's really up to men of how this is going to how how these things are going to move forward. Like I bet you anything the whole I- reason why this the fucking Roni Kenshin dude got publicity is because of the the Harvey Weinstein shit. Otherwise it wouldn't have never happened. It probably would have been swept under the rug. Yeah, it probably would have been, which is why I I gave Japan partial points for doing what they did. But this all goes back to, uh, one, men need to stop being shitty, and two, listening to women. Uh, Buy a flashlight, to- because if, Hi- you're, if you're treating women... If you're- <laughs> If you're treating women like objects, you might as well just buy yourself an object that you can use to tide your primal fucking urges of touching an, a thing that you don't consider a human being. To do what you need to do before you get up out of bed in the morning. I don't care if it takes you hours because you're a scumbag. Just... I still think my favorite... Hire Lisa for more stuff. Just... Right? My favorite quote of this whole thing was when people were like, it really sucks to find out that all your heroes are scumbags. And someone was like, well, you could try having women be your heroes. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think any of the people that have been uh, ousted yet were really my hero. I kind of drifted away from the whole Pixar thing. All my heroes are animated, okay? Speaking of animation... (laughs) You guys, before we go to the next story, in all seriousness... I lived in the district John Conyers is the representative of, and my sister and all of my family are still there. Oh my god, David, I'm I'm not kidding when I say I think I think you could do it. I think you could do it. I might. I'm not. I'm not joking. Not? This isn't jokes. This isn't funny. Haha. A pos time where I shout that I'm a boy and my ears are clean. This is the time when I go, hey, no, I think David could do it. Do it well, because for you. Jack, this is a kind of a fucked up world. While you go into our Make next anime story, great again. <laughs> well, you go into our next story about Super Mario. I'm going to start my exploratory committee. All right. <laughs> so, uh, folks, there was a there was a real nice uh, it was a real nice time, and the year was 1993. Oh my god, <laughs> I was a zygote. <laughs> But I did not know that there was a wonderful thing approaching me uh, on a on a well-worn VHS cassette tape uh, recorded from, I think it was Channel MTV. I think they uh, had a, a showing of this film on t- television broadcast, and then we recorded it. It was a little movie called Super Mario Brothers. And uh, based off yes. the, the mo- it's actually based off the manga Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> it's 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 now, extremely awesome. J- Jack, for for a hashtag old man DJM moment, I did not actually see this in the theater. Uh, young nine year old David did not see this in the theater because, uh, as we'll talk about later, 
I was a Sonic kid, but we'll talk about that later. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, we will. Uh, so I am not going to advocate that this is a good movie, but it is a really awesome, entertaining, fun, and good-looking romp through something that is clearly a badly adapted video game comp. Yeah, it, it's not, but it's it is, like Mortal it is Kombat, but tons good. of awesome action. Whoa, 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 it, Lisa. Whoa. <laughs> now you're talking that, about David's guilty pleasure. There will be no disrespect of the Mortal Kombat movie on the animated podcast of some sort. What about the second one? You just one? crossed the line. Annihilation? What about the okay, second one, David? We, we don't talk about Annihilation. Okay, fair enough. So I really like Mario. So I really love Super Mario Brothers. You can see me occasionally yelling about how much I enjoy it on Twitter because when you enjoy something that you know it's garbage, you just kind of have to go, it's so fun, it's fun. Um, it, it's a really bizarre story, really bizarre thing, and it's filled with so many crazy, well, th- these these actors. I don't know how in the world they get Dennis Hopper, Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo John, was just starting John out. <laughs> he, he was he was just starting out, but honestly, here's my here's my verdict on it: is Bob Hoskins. Read up on the stuff that he went through during the filming of this, because honestly, I have so many, so many gods of various uh, faiths to thank that he didn't die during the filming of this. And I feel as if part of the reason I love it so much is because of all of the roles that I appreciate him in, least of all being uh, who framed Roger Rabbit, my own favorite movie. I really feel as if I owe it to him to appreciate it. But on the subject of a different kind of a cinematic romp, it looks like the Super Mario Brothers movie that was teased as being bandied about with Sony animation. Uh, it looks like Nintendo has finally started to light on a different animation studio, and I'm not surprised given how Sony's been doing. Uh, they have... Uh, they have decided to uh, start discussions with... Illumination Entertainment, which is responsible for the Despicable Me series, Sing, which was uh, very, uh, very oddly successful, and I didn't mind it all that much. Secret Life of Pets, and then of course the Minions spinoff, which was, uh, you know, kind of a, kind of a dark horse uh, part of the Despicable Me. What do you guys think? I have a lot to say because I know a lot about animation studios in general but like uh, you know lisa david tell me what you think what are you thinking is coming out of this project if it's well, actually n- oh you go first all right thanks <laughs> um because jack first of all i want to say to you your appreciation of bob hoskins from this movie is paralleled with my appreciation of john leguizamo this was how i got introduced to john leguizamo uh, then it oh, was he's stand great. up then uh, he was in Spawn. He had a short run on in Living Color, and he's just been great for really, really for a long, long time. So your he's appreciation very, of Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, I totally get. He's it. a great. Totally he's a great entertaining. I loved him in Spawn, even though that movie is questionable. I would, <laughs> I would, I would absolutely say without a trace of irony that I think one of the more one of the most fun all star actions in a film has to be wait a minute there were dinosaurs in brooklyn take it easy luigi they used to be dodgers too 
<laughs> I'm not kidding when I say that that is I a love, really I fun exchange. Donald Trump, uh, Koopa King is my favorite. <laughs> I I gotta I gotta say. Here's the one thing I will say about that. I, I had a little interaction with somebody on Twitter about this because I do follow the SMB movie archive and they are oh blowing God. up recently because <laughs> of this. And people keep making that that uh, comparison and I just keep going, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I know. Please I, don't. I don't do it on, on to be like, that's what it is. I do it because it's so cringeworthy. Honestly, I see it more of um, oh god, I can't, I can't think. It just it really just makes me think of this bizarre kind of uh, the whole the whole setting is really just strange. It has this weird sadomasochism vibe, and casting Koopa as this crazy politician who is just in a plain suit seemed like the best way to avoid getting Dennis Hopper to wear BDSM gear because y'all have seen Bowser. Y'all have yeah. seen what he looked. He, the dude is straight up a leather daddy. I don't care what anybody's saying. But, but he does dress up well when it's time to be formal. He's very fashionable. When, when it comes to making an honest honest woman out of Peachy, uh, he seems to have uh, hit the nail on the head. Oh my gosh. Uh, can I just say the comb over in Mario Odyssey that is probably the single greatest design choice. Oh my gosh. Seen. He's got a great comb over. It's really fun. But this is the the 93 movie. I think it's going to take a lot to get me to be excited about this new one. Even though I am a big fan of actually having an animated feature for something that is so heavily uh dependent on having expressive animation memorable characters and you know this fun toy like game design how do you make that into a feature film what are you guys expecting what are you hoping for i know david you know as the sonic kid uh maybe this isn't a big concern of yours but are you seeing this as uh anything as are you seeing this as anything exciting in your own in your own little uh sega world uh, I'm actually going to save mine for a minute because I think I'm going to surprise you guys. Uh, Lisa, right. <laughs> the potential uh, I, of a new Super Mario Brothers film. What, how are you feeling? I Okay, well, I'm on the fence. I'm excited because it's it's just nice to see that Nintendo is actually lending out their licenses to other people. But at the same time, has I'm sorry if this tracks back to Mortal Kombat, but can you name... A couple, uh, at least decent video game adaptations in the movies because I can't. Uh, let's <laughs> um, see, Super Mario I'll, Brothers. I'll say, uh, Super besides, okay, no, obviously I, we'll, we'll guys, yeah. Besides guys, those, yes, I'll throw I'll throw out two, and one okay. of them might be a stretch, but 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 here's one of them: <laughs> the Tomb Raider movie starring Angelina Jolie. Okay, I would agree and with Resident that. Evil. Resident Evil. Evil. That's what I was going to say. I would absolutely say Resident Evil. This one might be a stretch, but Prince of Persia. Yeah. Mm, Wasn't Jake Gyllenhaal Prince of Persia? Yeah, he was. That's why I'm saying that one's a stretch. That one's a stretch. A little bit of a stretch. It was was good, a little whitewashed, uh, but it was was boring for me. I don't think Prince of Persia was... uh, I guess a compelling enough game to really turn into a huge like Hollywood breakout. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear. But you. don't but, forget uh, that 
it's it's a double-edged sword, guys. Do not forget that when video games get a little bit too far into the movie part of the de- Venn diagram, that the results are often infamously disastrous, such as oh yeah. favorite Heavy Rain. Or um, I know people are I, I really on the one. fence on Guys, yes. I forgot yes. one. And Jack, also being a fighting game fan, we forgot the second greatest one after Mortal Kombat. Street Fighter. Oh, all right. That, that work of brilliance starring Jean-Claude Van Damme and the late, great Raul Julia. Would we, would we also count uh, something like uh, the Pokemon movies? Because those are technically based on the anime more than the video game. I wouldn't count them. I mean, no, man, a, that's part of the franchise. It would be different if, if Mario or Resident Evil had like an ongoing TV series or something. No. You know what I mean? Guys? And I think, well, they did. Well, I was also going to say, well, <laughs> wow, really? I don't know if it's like the Legend of Zelda series. Does it really count? I mean, oh, please. I'm telling you right now, that thing's a work of. Okay, for, I'm sorry. I got to plug one more thing before <laughs> I get into my own reactions then I'll then I'll uh, toss it to David but folks I'm a big I'm a big fan of animation it's going to be evident talking about my own reactions to this but uh I just got to plug this real quick there there is a reanimated uh episode of Super Mario Brothers Super Show on YouTube available for you to watch brand spanking free uh done by 227 different artists and animators recreating oh, the infamous yes. Mama Luigi episode and I'm telling you right now it still holds up. It's still fun. It's still silly. And these guys are really talented animators and they've made a really awesome multimedia experience that's just chock full of a lot of various uh, individual expressions and uh, fun, fun little visual gags. Like they really pulled out all the stops to make every individual shot really, really fun. So I'd say, I'd say that, you know, I think Mario media wise you know, depending on how far you you're willing to uh, lower your uh, expectations, you could still have a real fun time with it, regardless of whether or not the content is necessarily good or very, very bad. I don't think it's, it's ever like, really been terrible, honestly. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, I think Mario, I mean, Mario itself has is such an easy story to follow. Like, there is no... I guess there is kind of a lore, but with as far as making a movie, it would be super easy for them to come up with a storyline that wouldn't be insulting to the video game. You know what I mean? I gotta say, though, I'm and kind Jack, of a nut. Yeah. I think that's why they'll pull it off. I think so, too. So I guess I'll get and into I'm gonna, my... I'm going to bring up another oh. point as well. Yeah, Because <laughs> most recently, there has been another major franchise from the 90s that is about to get another film remake and that is the lion king and disney to their credit is going all the way in with their cgi remake of the lion king because it is cgi folks it ain't real live action it's not damn it it's cgi it's really hoping for some lions they're going (laughs) all the way in with this the casting the music everything they're they're putting all kinds of effort into this which is why i'm looking at this super mario film potentially saying what's stopping them from really putting a lot of effort into this 
I and to God, another, I hope really they do. Hoping, and to another uh, they, point, when we're, when we're talking just, about so when we're talking about movies that have to do with video games, there's even a more recent example, guys, that can give you a little bit of hope, depending on how you're feeling. And that's Wreck It Ralph. Yes, very true. And that will have a sequel coming up. I think that we're in an age now where everyone recognizes that video games are a part of our culture and they are respected as such. So I think as opposed to 1993 in 2017, 2018, whenever this may come out, I think that there will be significantly more respect held to what Mario is. Well, once they run out of superhero movies to produce, then they'll start going on video games, hopefully. Well, here here were the thoughts that ran through my head, because I'm looking at this from the production standpoint of the animation studio, and if they had approached, if if the if the deal, the discussions with Sony had gone through, which uh, it's not just that Sony shit the bed. It's also because if you want to make an adaptation of a, of the movie into a game, what system does it come out on? That kind of thing. Depending mm-hmm. on what animation studio said yes or that Nintendo approached, the end product would be entirely different because Western animation studios are a crapshoot. Uh, whether they had said, okay, we're going to approach Pixar or we're going to approach DreamWorks or we're going to approach Illumination, it was going to be an entirely different sort of project. But here were the thoughts that went through my head coming at Illumination. It wasn't what everybody has been bitching about on Twitter of, oh man, the people responsible for Minions are going to make the Mario movie. Guys, Mario... Although I've been, you know, gushing about every conceivable media that he's come out on, I don't think Mario's a pantheon of culture. I will say, because it is a very simple and easy to follow story, I think Illumination is probably the easiest animation studio to undertake this because their specialty is popcorn movies. They're simple stories with good character animation, some fun, you know, simplistic designs. And I think that marries really well with Nintendo's biggest IP. But also, they the better questions... Have, I was going to say, they better have, a, I think his name, was it Charlie? The guy Charles Martinet. Oh, if I, I hope yeah, they have it. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to... I was going to actually get into that is I think I think they're going to have a little bit of difficulty actually casting the film because I think they will have to reach ah, out to Martinet. That's but he does all the voices. I, he does so many various voices. The two of you. I was actually going to ask the two of you. Uh, we'll we'll do, a, do this quick around the horn style. Lisa, which character yeah. would you want to audition for? If I was auditioned for the Mario movie? Yeah, yeah. Definitely uh, Baby Bowser. Bowser. Jackson, a question to you. Who'd you audition? Hello! I'm Toad! Oh my god, no! Or, or can we get like a weird meta ending like uh, the Lego movie where like we get to the end and it's a, it's a weird let's player or like a tiny kid at the, at the console and I'm just like, I love Mario, Mario kill my mom mario kill my dad i don't know <laughs> i was kind of expecting you to go with waluigi who would make some kind of <laughs> wow <wacky laughs> 10, ten second cameo waluigi canon. 
They're not going to make. I will never step on on Charles Martinet's shoes ever. <laughs> I, will, I will say everybody thinks they can do Mario's voice. Mario, <laughs> that's why so, Luigi. <laughs> it's so. I mean, it's. I'm. I'm almost wondering, like, how far are they going to go into this? Because, like I said, uh, that was my concern. Is you've got one guy doing all the male voices. And then I think one of the uh, the uh, like development team they slow down his voice and he goes and then that's Bowser. Uh, and then you have one woman doing Daisy and Toadette and Birdo and Daisy and Rosalina. Like it's it's Leslie Dawn. Well, She's doing Jack, all that. Stuff. I'll let you know that uh, on, the Son- on the Sonic side of things, in recent years, the voice cast for. All of the Sonic franchise has been pretty consistent, at least since Sonic 06, which we don't want to talk about. The voice cast has been pretty consistent through the games uh, and as well as the cartoons, Sonic Boom, the cartoon. The voice cast is pretty consistent, so I would not be surprised if they were to get in touch with Nintendo and get that voice cast to do it. I I don't think that's totally out of the question. But then you have two people doing almost the entire movie, and I don't have a pr- problem with it. So how they've been the doing on the Simpsons Wally for thirty years, for, for heaven's sake. That's also true, and Family Guy, things like that. I just, I just wonder because you look at what Illumination's been doing, and they have these huge all-star casts on purpose because that's part of what makes their films so huge. And I just wonder what are they going to. Uh, I mean, I know Nintendo will be calling the shots with this, but I just wonder how much are they going to be a part of the discussion of, oh, oh, we'd always do things like this in-house. This is what's going on. And we're used to how Nintendo animates the games and animates the characters. I don't know, just I I could talk all day about the the physics and the way that uh, Illumination animates stuff, but I just don't know if that's even a good fit for Mario. It could end up being a very uncanny uh, animated performance. And I'm just, I'm very curious, but I'm cautiously optimistic. And at the same time, my, my last point is just Illumination makes very simple stories. I don't expect my dream come true of, you know, stuff like Superstar Saga or Mario RPG where you kind of get out of the usual storytelling things. That hasn't been done for years by Nintendo, by the way. They haven't really got past capturing Bowser in a while. And I kind of am losing my mind in a weird way. The only way that I've ever really written fan fiction as a grown-ass adult recently has been to try and, like, script my own weird how I would make a Mario game, and I don't care who knows that I'm doing that because I think they desperately need new ideas like that for games. But the point being, I don't think that Illumination, considering their own storytelling, uh, you know, dogma of simple stories, easy to follow, are really going to go into deep lore or no. express like, here's it, Mario and Waluigi, def- here's Toadsworth. I don't think it's going to be a I don't think it's going to be this big sweeping thing. It should be very, very basic. But I think at the very least, it'll be fun. Just don't know if it's going to be good. But guess what? 1993 Super Mario Brothers is fun (laughs) and not necessarily good. So I don't know if you want to ask me about... Well, no, it's more like I think Nintendo has their own personality 
that they put into their video games, you know. And as long as yeah. they keep I don't care how honestly I'm I'm less worried about the animation as I am like the feel of the movie itself. Like are they going to, you know, basi- basically Disney wash the movie or are they going to keep it pretty real to how you would expect, you know, Nintendo would produce it? That's really more of my concern than anything. And it looks like they're discussing pretty closely with Illumination, so we could be in for a surprise. But in any case, if if y'all want to really get into the nitty-gritty, you know, like Jack After Hours about, like, what exactly about Illumination's animation are you talking about? What are you talking about when it comes to, like, the tone of Mario? What's this weird Mario fan fiction you're writing? Uh you know, at me, Jack D, Tyler D. I don't give a shit. I'll talk about Mario all the live long day. But I, I have a lot of ways to thank Mario because I have made hundreds of dollars on drawing the damn characters because that's the only mainstream fan art I will allow myself to do anymore. But Jack... That and Cuphead. We have talked <laughs> so about like, Mario enough. And I think I so. I do, do want to say that in the case of... In the case of another example, the Sonic Boom cartoon show, uh, which ended up being way better than the games, uh, uh-huh. Sonic Team was <laughs> creatively yeah. involved, and when it got put out by Cartoon Network, it was all put out to rave reviews. The Sonic Boom cartoon turned out really well, so I'll give you that little bit of it hope. It surely has. Because I because now we get to talk about Sonic because I know you've been working on something that we talked about for Sonic the Hedgehog so oh, oh, what's yeah. going on with that? Hey David, remember when yeah. I said oh I was God. gonna play I was gonna play every Sonic game in chronological order, and I was gonna give myself yeah. a week to complete so, each one. So how's oh that God. been going? How far have you gotten? <laughs> oh, David, I'm gonna need more than one week at least to kind of get my head around this because um. I'm still on spin maybe two weeks. Oh my um, God. Part of it's you're on been so- because... You're still on the first one? Yeah, and I, okay. I haven't made it past Marble Zone. I've oh, been to, Marble I made it to Zone. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, Jackson. Oh my goodness. I think that's code for I haven't been playing it, maybe. <laughs> no, well, I will say back in the day when I was little. Like, back in the well, day. Like eight I had problems with Marble Zone, sure, because the kids nowadays don't know Sonic is a platform game. It's, it's, it's not real about, rough, y'all. It's not about going fast. Speed is the reward, not the mechanic. That is the Sonic <laughs> mantra. Sonic is a platform I'm so, game. Children. I'm playing Sonic Mania right now, so. Isn't it great? So it good. is just, it's just the, a beautiful, it's like the, they put everything amazing about Sonic in a one game and they nailed it. And I'm very happy. I still haven't played Sonic Forces yet, though. Yeah, it's I've been playing Sonic near- Mania. I will I've say about watching Sonic somebody Forces. play Sonic Forces. It's not nearly as bad as people say it is. It, it's like- not, but it just came out in the wake of Cuphead, A Hat in Time, Mario Odyssey, you know, Sonic, fresh off the Sonic heels Mania. of all this stuff. Sonic Mania, especially like it's got a lot that it should have lived up to and didn't, and so that's what I came off of with smooth, smooth frame rate, smooth controls, made for you know the hardware that I have, specially able to handle all of my weird little finicky situations. I think it's a really great entry level 
uh, Sonic game. So I didn't know what I was in for because, David, I know I know now I want to go out and I want to publicly apologize to the people who have been having difficulty with completing Cuphead, you know, because I know how y'all feel. I still haven't gotten on that game. It's like right I now I'm, I'm had, playing so many games. <laughs> I've had, I have had those skills for years. I've cultivated them. I never cultivated momentum-based platforming Sonic the Hedgehog style. Uh, I didn't. I'm I'm real bad at it. So I'm an adventurer. And so having some difficulty. See, I, Sonic I'm Sonic at my me. core. So anything with speed and reaction, that's kind of my my core. So and I I think that's what what comes down to. This is a really weird case study to maybe look into uh, for for a weird developmental standpoint. Is I know friends who go and look at me and go, I just can't. I can't believe that you've never Mega Man. You just, you, 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 but, uh, but how can you not Mega Man? How can, how can you be bad? It's like you have had years and years and years of playing the same system because all you could afford was Mega Man Two, and all you could ever do was die simultaneously at the same point in every single level. So you know what they're throwing at you at all times. It's the same damn thing is I don't know how you can Sonic. It's because I never sonicked. This is this is the nature versus nurture. <laughs> I thing. never it's, sonicked before this. It, this is oh. this is nature versus nurture. Oh is, no! I was given I was you given didn't. the stuff. Okay. I did okay. not. Let's let's like, hammer I've this out then. Handfuls let's of this, this stuff. Out. Yeah. Because I, I feel like yes, Sonic is momentum based the the momentum is a factor it's it's about getting into a rhythm especially like and marble zone is the toughest because it is definitely in the first game the slowest zone of all uh and i I hate the music i hate the shit out of the music Wow. Okay. I've Um, never here's here's the thing i've seen everybody and their grandma do a, a remix of green hill zone I even know yeah. how Green Hill Zone go. I oh, know, yeah. and I never sanicked. But, it, but I, I've that's seen... A, that's no, just like classic song, chemical, though. It's like all the Zelda seen, music. But I've seen Chemical Zone. I've seen all the casino uh, levels. All that kind of stuff. The ones I don't necessarily know the names of. i never seen nobody on any single thing. Ever. Unless I really, really look hard. And even then, I'll get like... XG Rar Gator Girl 23 1994 Marble With Zone like trans ten, remix. Ten views yeah. and oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Then I get drop Marble Zone. But you know, it's not nearly the amount that I've seen for everything else. And it it's the kind of bad kind of catchy. It's just this nee 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 don't I don't I don't want it. Oh, that no, takes thank me you. back. That takes me back. <laughs> I just every time I have to crouch to get past those little cement blocks that are falling as oh, Sanic is uh yeah. Yeah. as wandering on the, the auto scrolling uh lava flow, I, I see him crouch and he just he covers his ears, he's got like his gloves, you know, splayed across his head. I just imagine him going, Please God, no God, please please. He's just in a fetal position. <laughs> I don't oh want my this God. I don't want this anymore. And I feel so bad for him because here's here's what I'm so finding so far, David. A little bit of a of a teaser for y'all because it is going to take a while for me to Sonic Mania, and I haven't even put out the expectation 
Legends video yet, which is where I kind of talk about what I know of Sonic, lore-wise, and Mania. what I have yeah, now. I kind of I, I have played. I have played Sonic Mania. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what got me interested in this project. Is I've been I've been good at that because that kind of gives you all the tools. It's got a smooth frame rate. Like everything is there. That's what I was explaining. Exp- explaining. Yes. Explaining. <laughs> Yes. Well, it's anime podcast. We got to talk about that. But um, what I like about Sonic is that the aesthetic is very fun. You know, people, you know, I, I tried to come up with my own unique way of saying it and I will have my notes together and I'll say all the things that I like about it from an aesthetic standpoint. But one thing I do like is through it all, you have a very expressive character who was explicitly made to combat, uh, uh, you know, their 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 number one rival, the big, you know, monopoly that was Nintendo of do you want parts for your games? You got to get them through Nintendo, son. And so Sonic is a really, really interesting, really fun character design. And all of his animations, all of the ways that he moves, all the ways that you maneuver through the level are majorly majorly just stuffed with a lot of fun expressions and personality and i like this classic sonic sprite i like how he catches himself off guard and then he doesn't have that dreamworks eyebrow thing going on he's not wagging his finger he's like oh gosh and that's the moment where he becomes this cute little cartoon hedgehog because he's not trying so this is a character that just through his sheer dude alone is combating his own cuteness at all times. And then it's it's just a matter of you, uh, the player, of you know being able to be cool and embody his cool and be able to maneuver skillfully through these levels. So a lot of the times I see, oh, do we, oh no, I did it, oh, jeez, oh, oh, I've fallen, oh, I, game over. And I feel bad for Sonic because I know he wants to be too, and I want to be buddy. He's Sonic a cute little is horse fucking egg. cool. He's yes. adorable too, though. Yes, I mean, it's, it's really one of the, but what bugs me most about Sonic is I loved Sonic growing up. Uh, I did not like it when they went to 3D. I know a lot of people can disagree, but I I never I never liked any of. I I loved side scroll 2D Sonic. It'll always be one of my favorite games ever. Uh, I hate when people, though, like, despite of the fan base of Sonic has such a bad reputation, it bugs me when people can't separate that. You know what I mean? Like, the, oh, I don't want to play Sonic because Thank of the you. fan base. Yes. And it, it just it pisses me off so much. It's like, yeah, people get really passionate about anime. Event- and about, yeah. This is why I evangelize Sonic and try and show that, hey, the Sonic fandom is not all totally weird. Yes, we're a little bit weird. I'm a little bit weird with Sonic. I admit that. But we're not like Yeah, but I'm totally fucking weird with anime. But I'm also not like and, a and, dude sitting and here's in his what I would say about the fan base. Sword. <laughs> and and what I would say is the Sonic fan base is filled with a lot of youngins, you know, more and more generations get captured by the, you know, the seemingly edgy tales of things like Sonic Forces. And that's why I have been out there saying to people, and I am in the midst of drawing a couple uh, people who are unironically making Sonic OCs, not just being like, oh, I'm going to give this character Crocs in the game gamer hat and make them look like cold steel the hedgehog. Like, sure, that's fun. But God cold forbid you actually hedgehog. like have some fucking fun. Like, if people are actually out there having some fun, I I don't want to discourage them and, like, ostracize them. Like, I think some, 
you know, people who consider themselves mature adults would likely be doing. They, because, and, because they don't have their own thing to be obsessed and in love with. So they just have to shit on someone else. Credit and to I've Sonic had, Team. Credit to Sonic Team, especially with Sonic Forces. They have fully embraced that part of the fandom. The It was mm-hmm. the Sonic fandom that birthed the phrase, original character do not steal. It came from that fandom. And with Sonic Forces, where you could create the Avatar character yourself and have all of these costume upgrades and color upgrades and different species you can play, it's not just the fandom kind of taking it over. It's the actual developers and creators behind the game welcoming that side of the fandom and embracing it without, without being too weird. Yeah. Well, not only that, they have some of the most loyal fans I've ever seen. It's like, that's why I have such an issue. It's like when people are into sports, they're like, oh, when their team sucks and that, that team sucks now. But Sonic, it's like, yeah, there's been some games that are a little rough, but it's like, you still love the game, though. And that's and, something I can respect. And that's Sonic why I wanted to go. Dark times. <laughs> that's why I wanted to go and, and see these for the first time myself and single-handedly like not watch a playthrough not watch a walkthrough not see somebody else collect all the chaos emeralds i wanted to see how well that i with my own abilities and my own opinions of things thought about sonic in the classic sense sonic 2 which a lot of people seem to think is a, a really popular one when sonic jumps to 3d which is a huge polarizing point what happens when the story gets weird what happens when you have Sonic 06? Yes, I will be playing Sonic 06. I'm going to give everything an, an actual look at. I'm going to play these and see what I'd like and don't like about the controls and the game and the lore and the design myself. Because every single game, with the exception of things like Sonic 06 and Sonic Boom, have a huge polarizing effect of, oh, Sonic 2 is really great, but Sonic Adventure 2 is the best. But no, but Sonic Lost World wasn't as bad as everyone says it is. But, oh, you gotta remember that uh, Sonic Heroes and you gotta remember Sonic Colors is the best one. Sonic Generations has the best mechanic. Uh, Sonic Forces. Yes. I want to see this stuff for myself and not just accept what people are telling me about it. Well, and, Jack, uh, I will say uh, one that's more what thing. I want. Yeah. I'll say one more thing and then you can jump into Danganronpa. Yes. You are working your way through Marble Zone right now. And trust me when I say I feel your pain, as they said in the 90s. Okay. And when <laughs> you get to the next zone immediately after Spring Yard Zone, you'll realize it was worth the wait. You get to Spring okay. Yard Zone, it will be worth it. I, I promise you. It's the thing I the thing I will say is uh, it, it's a it's been a lot of fun so far, and I'm looking forward to whatever surprises. And even if something turns out to be really bad and hideous, like unquestionably Sonic 06 will be, I'm gonna have a blast finding this stuff out firsthand, and and you know not just accepting what somebody tells me. And speaking, my last thing about you know this whole situation before we do go into the next. Uh, the next game to talk about is on the subject of fandom, whether it's the Sonic fandom, the Undertale fandom, or even who I am personally ignoring and don't want any part of Cuphead fandom. Guess what? My opinion of you doesn't matter. The opinion of it's people like, who it's are like the Undertale fandom in that group doesn't matter. 
yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Like, God forbid you youngins don't have some place where you can enjoy yourself and have fun. If you're being weird about it, that's okay. You've got time to figure yourself out. I don't care. Do what you will and forget about the people who are out there saying that you're cringy or that you're trying too hard because I, okay, but I personally think you got to do you. No, <laughs> I don't think cringy is even we a thing. We love cringy. We love cringy. I don't I, think cringy is even a thing because I've never cringy. physically cringed at people. I've never cringed at people physically. I just think that's that, that, you know the people who are out there looking for cringy Sonic fan art or whatever they think is really fun to make fun of. You need to write a book. You need to go and you need to go and read something. You need to play your games. You need to go and do something and have some fun at your own on your own time because it's not really fun to do it at other people's expense. It's not productive. Like, come on. Like, let the kids live a little. They're going to figure it out. They're going to be ashamed of themselves. They're going to look back at what you said and go, damn. Like, God forbid these people try too hard to have some enthusiasm for the media they enjoy. That being said, the game I'm about to talk about has some weird fans, but I've made my <laughs> No, I'm not even kidding. Um, I know I know David. I've given him the spiel about Danganronpa's Danganronpa. Um, but... Lisa, are you familiar at all with the game series or the anime or any of it? I'm familiar with the anime, but I definitely rode a Danganronpa roller coaster last year in Japan, and it was awesome. Oh, that's really cool. Was it like the truth bullet? Like you're you're being fired in the cat class trial or something? Uh, kind of. It was it was like that with like a little bit of a Guitar Hero thing to it. And oh, you had that's a, yeah. It was, but you had a, you had like a, you're inside a cart and you had three other people and they're all of certain colors and you had to shoot like these, these like rings and whoever got the most rings won. And then all of a sudden you're just on oh. a fucking roller coaster and on so the side like, of the roller coaster, they had like parts from like the anime and the video games, like action shots playing and it was fucking incredible. So, so was it kind of like the, the buzz light, your Astro Blasters or whatever? Yeah, at Disneyland? That's, that's like really cool. So did it did it play uh, now, David? I don't know if I've ever really told you about this, but uh, the the theme song for Danganronpa is really cool. It's this really fun kind of smooth jazz with some really fun synthetic oh, bits yeah, in it. It's really fun, really catchy. Okay. I would say that much at least. Um, but I'm just gonna give a quick refresher. I'm gonna be as quick as possible because I know we've had a lot of ways to kind of get in the meat of these discussions. But y'all. Uh, Danganronpa is a pretty simple concept for each of the games and for the anime, though the anime did take a bit of a twist. Uh, you have 16 students who all have some sort of exceptional talent, and they are kidnapped and brought into a school with no windows and no doors. <laughs> and instead of being told that they have to find a way out, <laughs> uh, they are greeted by the series mascot Monokuma, or Mono Bear, depends on who you're talking to who is basically giving them the ultimatum of kill somebody so then you can escape by yourself or be killed. That's, that's it's like a battle royale. Your only option. So it, I would say that the, the anime where they have the, the adults participating is a little bit more of a battle royale, just from the narrative standpoint of it. This is closer to uh, kind of an ace attorney in tone, I'd say. It's, it's I, yeah, I never played. I never played the game, so yeah, 
this is a very ace attorney mixed with persona socialization kind of situation and the big draw of it is well well there's not too many rpg points it's just it's more of a visual novel and then you kind of get to choose who you speak with so yeah Uh, The big draw for each of the games is you have a whole new cast each time of 16 students. You play as one, usually the more unremarkable, oh, I was picked from a lottery. I don't have a special talent. I'm the lucky student. But I've been playing Danganronpa V3 Killing Harmony, which uh, reportedly is the last game in the series, not considering that they may do another uh, spinoff like they did with the third-person shooter Uh, ultra despair girls but this one is interesting because i didn't actually think we were going to get this one david because localization for this one was kind of a nightmare because it involved various things uh and i won't get into heavy spoilers but i will just say that if you were interested in the game uh i'm going to be talking about some vague themes so i don't know how spoiler sensitive people are but uh they had various Things such as the game actually criticizing the people who enjoy the gore and the horror of it as kind of it's it's almost an open I wouldn't say attack because I don't think that that's part of what they're doing. I think they're just kind of going, wow, you really want to watch people kill other kids like you want to watch fucked up kids do fucked up things people isn't that uh, kind of what Undertale did spoilers exactly isn't that exactly yeah. what they did exactly. Uh, so that was part of it. They do a bait and switch on uh, a key point that was touted as an advertisement for the game. Uh, depend, uh, I, I would say real heavy spoilers for the next two seconds. It depend. It's uh, it was a spoiler on uh, they really bait and switch who you play as. There was a big there was a big tiff about that fan wise for the people who were not waiting to play the game legally. But then again, we didn't think we were going to get it legally. And then the last thing where they were actually, uh, there was actually a confirmed, at the very least, for the the extra bit where nobody dies. After you complete the game, you get to interact with all the characters as if they just never died. You get all the time in the world to max out their social links, get to know all their backstories, that kind of thing. And there reportedly there are, uh, there's a canon lesbian couple. So that there was a lot of stuff going on that they were like, oh, something you know, that Persona Five got a little bit of criticism for. If you remember when Persona Five came out, uh, Very they true. were predominantly straight couples. So okay, yeah, yes. Um, you know, which is really funny for Persona right? because, well, it's really funny that this Persona is, is getting flack for that. that. I know. <laughs> it's really funny that we're talking about Persona as a series doing that because their one of their versions of Persona 2 was actually banned in America for the longest time and only became available recently on the PlayStation Store in the last couple of years because it did feature a lot of uh, homosexual themes. And I'm just kind of like, come on, guys. Come on. Come on, folks. Um, and then there was also... Big, also, big spoilers. Uh, there's there's a very heavily implied incestuous relationship that happened, and I actually just got through that part of the of the game, and uh, I would say they did a good job of making the character disgusting. So I guess that's a win because <laughs> I know well, they were trying to. the The point being, this had a lot of people kind of uh, losing their heads over. We don't think we're gonna get this. So I actually went and I looked at all of the available media that. That was available in English in 
as as much of a legal means as I possibly could. And, uh, you know, people were just kind of imparting the news on stuff. And I knew that when the game became available, I would watch it. I, I would play it. I would, you know, I would get my hands on it somehow. And I did. And I'm playing through it now. And, you know, I, I'm glad it came over. I am. And I think that this is honestly probably the strongest one in the series. But I would say if people are on the fence about I don't really know where you can jump in. I don't know. I think... <sighs> now, this is something that There's a, lot, a of- lot of people have problems with, with all of the things that they love. Like, for years, people would say to me, David, which Gundam series should I watch? David, which Sonic game should I start with? David, which Sonic, which Tekken game should I start with? And it's always kind of, eh, depending on where you go. And we all have what I like to call the, the flow chart in our head of the things that we love. Yeah. So to you, Jack, uh, you, you and I have bandied about Danganronpa before. So yes. with the flow chart in your head, and for people out there listening to APOS, uh, I will ask you, uh, the flowchart in your head, where would you start with Danganronpa? Uh, or rather, how would you introduce it? I would say there's two places, honestly. Uh, either the game, the first game, the first game, do not watch the anime adaptations of the game because they are very rushed. However... There is another anime series called Danganronpa 3, not Danganronpa V3, because that is the current game I am playing. Uh, but Danganronpa 3, Ultra Despair Arc, and uh, Hope Arc. Those are both set in the universe, and they're a much more literal interpretation of the killing game from a kind of battle royale thing of you're in a various area and you have a collar, and if you exit this premises, then you're going to be killed using this collar, that kind of thing. And I'd say if you're at least curious about it, that might be the most time-saving way that you can enjoy the characters in the game. They're completely different characters for the Despair arc. You know, they have... They're all grown-ass adults also, so that might also, you know, keep people from being turned up a bunch of high school age kids are killing each other that kind of thing and you get a vague idea of the main players in the story from the first game that regularly make appearances throughout the game series barring that i'd say the first game and the second game are available on steam and they're relatively cheap you can get them together for a bundle they're also on ps vita but they don't usually go on sale there but they are nice and convenient to carry around with with you and if you are interested in v3 i'd say uh, i would give you a warning right now folks that v3 is 60 dollars on steam and it is 40 dollars on vita so you know take that take that what you will it's probably going to be a while before it lowers down in price on steam so too long didn't hear first game watch it play it however you can or danganronpa 3 despair arc is the anime and it is pretty nicely dubbed. And this is something I wanted to, to mention real quick about the series, David. I've had my complaints about it. This is no surprise. We've talked about it before. And I had little bitchy nitpicks about how the antagonist and the themes aren't taken seriously. With V3, 
I'm finding that I've made my peace with it. Not because of anything necessarily coming out of V3, but just because I look back at how the localizations have been treated and how they're just adding jokes and how the whole thing is just lighthearted in the first place because you're at the mercy of a robotic stuffed bear. I realized this ain't meant to really be taken 100% seriously all the time. So a lot of the things that I had issues with, with the crazy anime tropes and the weird sexualization of the busty characters and that kind of stuff, just kind of went down the wayside because I realized they were not really trying to make a big serious commentary. They were just just trying to have a weird fun story. They were trying to have a weird gory story that you occasionally have you know, moments where you're like, okay, I, I have pathos for these characters. I feel for them. Someone just died really gruesomely. Or you go, oh, God, I really hate that person. I'm glad they got executed. And you have a fun time with it. But the gameplay is really unique. It's a lot of fun. And just like, you know, it's one of those things where I realized it's not going to be like Hellsing or Full Metal Alchemist for me. It's not this really big philosophical thing Maybe the reason I came back from halfway through V3 with that idea is because they really went full out with the Monokuma Theater, where the bear mascot goes. Here's why it's really important to be dishonest, is because you get to go through life being more interesting, because they're just lazy if you don't go through life telling lies to everybody. And I went, all right, see what you're doing, Mongonganropa. I understand despair. now. This bear. Um, Lisa. He's a it's fun called bear. the it's called the despair bear. By the way, <laughs> despair. I mean, that's Speaking another of thing. Despair. You can expect I, bear puns. I, Lots of and, bear. And I, I want to. I heard something in all of that, and Lisa, I want to do something really terrible and pitch a terrible idea that just came into my head. I'll take uh, it. I'm wondering if you could find a couple of other comedians that are also into anime and games and stuff and start like a troupe or a web series or or a sketch series or or whatever and call yourselves the Ultra Despair Girls. Oh, they would be boys for one thing. (laughs) Uh, I actually don't. There's only one other comedian in my area that's uh, into anime, but the person that I was originally going to start a podcast with, she's a Twitch person. Um, but I, it's really weird, you know? You, you'd think there's more, there's a lot of wrestling fans in the oh, comedy community. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, but you would think if there's my, my a lot of wrestling sincere apologies. fans. If there's a lot of wrestling fans, I feel like there should be a lot of anime fans. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely, because I can tell you the the crossover between wrestling and anime fandom is strong. Very strong. Exactly. So I'm and I'm a little surprised. I am a little surprised. I'm very surprised. I know a lot of people are wrestling fans. I'm like, you should I don't know why you don't watch anime. Oh, well, how it's did not they my thing. Not, how did they not watch anime? They're, I don't know, man. It's weird. It, it could be because of this area. I have a lot of friends that live in LA and was like, you know, your nerdy anime shit would fucking kill here. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I also don't want to move. <laughs> Brings me to the brink of despair. Yes. Uh, I have many names that I have come up with for an anime podcast. I was like, if we got beer drinking involved, we could call it Wea Brew. <laughs> well, I'm more of a vodka guy. Is that a problem? 
No. <laughs> I'll have a vodka. I'll have uh, scotch. I, I'm actually, I'm a gin person. I like gin I've, and I like straight I've gotten straight drunk tequila. at conventions for live podcasts before. I've, I've been I like drunk anything live on the internet vodka. before. Because I, I like drink too much that, vodka. Yeah, vodka and rum remind me of high school too much to really like appreciate it. <laughs> Super high school level drunk. Yes, Super well, High School uh, Level Drunk oh could boy. be my name of my podcast, actually. There it is. There, <laughs> I was thinking... We just helped you yeah, with that, your pitch. There it is. Done. Yeah, I was thinking about that is, if we were Ultimates, what the hell would we be? And I tried to think, because there, there was an Ultra or an Ultimate or Super High School Level, depends on whether or not you want to be stupid about it or not. Uh, there was a Super High School Level animator, uh, but there's no Ultimate Podcaster. Or an ultimate uh, uh, imbiber, or however you will. But uh, this time around, we have the ultimate magician who insists she's a mage. Uh, the ultimate <sighs> entomologist, and he is a—he's an interesting fellow. He's you this big guy. He's raised entomologist, like a oh. like a bug a bug scientist. He likes well, bugs. That would be cool. He's a big boof dude uh, with long tangled hair. He goes around barefoot and wears a suit, and he has been raised by wolves. Of course he has. Sorry, reptites. And uh, he talks in third person. His name is Gonta, Gokuhara, and he just kind of goes, Gonta is gentleman. Gonta study bugs because bugs are friends. And I don't know. Oh, God. That's the kind of thing you can expect. (laughs) Strong, weird personalities and in ways you don't necessarily expect. This sounds like the one thing that I've always said about Danganronpa, and we'll get into the last story in a second. One thing I've said about Danganronpa for years, it's like, it sounds like Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney if the yep. theater kids really got out of hand. Yeah. It's like, it's like it the theater is. kids doing Phoenix Wright, but going, but going way off the rails. Oh, that's yeah, right. That- I... There's the ultimate cosplayer as well, and they're nothing like me. <laughs> so, do you I cosplay too? I am what I would consider a fairly ultimate cosplayer. I've uh, dabbled. I, I don't I've dabbled. humble humble brag. I would say my Cuphead cosplay is gonna be a highlight of a upcoming. Are convention. you just gonna wear a cup on your head? Just no, a giant no. Alice I Wonderland swear cup. to God. I swear <laughs> to God. The, the the cosplays that David has shared with me are accurate to the game design, but I don't think accurate to the theme of the game. And I wanted to get as far away from that as possible. So I t- tried to incorporate 1930s fashion uh, of bootleggers in the day, the patterns and the designs as well as I could. So that's a big Just thing. Don't for be me. racist. Nope. Don't be racist, folks. I'm not doing cup face. <laughs> I refuse to do cup face. Cup face. That's great. Sorry. I'm proud of you. Jack. I'm proud of you. All right. Now, now, from talking about good games to questionable games, Jack, for the last story. Uh, th- this one, I-, I know, is one very near and dear to your heart. So let's wrap this one up and let's let's get it out of here. Yeah. Real, a real quick pitch to y'all. What if the Senran Kagura uh, development developers? What if they made a game where it was a Soul Eater ripoff and all of the Soul weapons and users 
really, really heavily macked on each other, super lesbian groping boob oh, style God. anime balls to the wall, nasty designs, weird chest straps, vests, jiggle physics all over the damn place. I know nothing about this game except for that we've discussed it. I think even in our A3K days, it's been many, many years since this has been a big thorn in my side. And this game, Valkyrie Drive, was made available on the system that I am known to have owned. It's the it's available on the PS Vita. Uh, recently on Twitter, I was bringing up that I ran into uh, a record store and they had the complete series of the anime available for purchase like it's not an affront to my senses as a human being. And now, even Jackson, worse. Jackson, yes. yes. You and I here on the APOS for quite a while have talked about how neither of us are going to give much credence or time to energy to things we call trash. Now, Recently, no. I confessed and, and sought out open denouncement and derision for the fact that over the last few days, I had been scrolling through the IRL stream on Twitch. I had been watching people on Twitch IRL, and I openly admitted that I, I am ashamed, and I publicly apologized, and, and I, I take full responsibility for my actions. Now, Jack. Yes. Did you... Did you Buy Valkyrie Drive? Did, did you get Valkyrie no. Drive? No. Thank God. No. Thank God. But I'm double downing on a promise that I did make because, like I said, I'm not you. Like you said, we don't like to spend our hard earned time on things just because. But I knew that this was a thing that was brought up in the past. I encourage, not encourage, but like if people want to look into it and see the nightmare that it is as. You know, just the biggest pandering mess this side of the pond. Uh, it is also available. It is on sale on Steam as well because a new a new part of the series came out with extended gameplay and all that. So they wanted to make the initial game, you know, more available to people so they can play the whole series and really experiencing it. So, like I said... You know, I'm not encouraging people to do this, but I'm not doing it myself. But if y'all really, really want us to talk about it on APOS, I'll do anything for APOS, not for my own time. Valkyrie Drive Jack is available on Steam, and you can find pact, me at Jackson. Jack Draws. Yes. Let's, let's make a pact. Yes. If the issue of Valkyrie Drive comes up on APOS, I will tell you my tales of twitch irl let's make okay. that pact right here right now i am oh signing God. it in blood uh, i'm already blue right. <laughs> just from the thought of having to play that so y'all can find me at jack draws on twitch or not twitch jack draws on steam if you dare i won't attack you for doing it i won't be like how dare you send me this because i'm inviting it as much as i don't want you to do it I will do it for the podcast if you invest in that. That is a and promise. If you do do this for Jack, I will tell you my tales of Twitch IRL. And yes, that includes the titty streamers as well. Um, to and tell me on titty streamers, though. 
Absolutely, oh, of course. Man. And now that we've bared our souls and possibly <laughs> have seen some bare chess, uh, I want to thank Lisa, Lisa Wallen, for joining us on APOS. You've been Yay. awesome. You've been absolutely awesome. Tell us what you've got going on, where we can find you and what you're doing. Uh, for me, um, everything I do is pretty much local. Uh, but I did just launch my website, which is lisasthewurst.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not fully done yet, but I, it's pretty much the one thing that I have going that's not, uh, you know, local. Or you can just follow me on Twitter. I love having followers. Uh, it's just W-E-E-B-S-A with an underscore. It's Weebsa. Um, and I also have a few videos of my stand-up on YouTube. And it's just Lisa Wallen. So that's pretty much all I have to pitch. All right, Lisa, thank you so much. Everybody, follow Lisa on Twitter, YouTube her stuff. She's very, very funny. Uh, I'm going to try and force conventions and and places around here to to get her to come here and become a global superstar so people can see that people that like anime are really cool and have cool tattoos and whatnot. So. Yeah, we can have the to... cool anime tattoo uh, convention. <laughs> there it is. That's another pitch, Lisa. That's another pitch. Uh, Jack, Hell yeah. along with the Sonic stuff, what have you got going on? Well, I am finishing up the cover preparations. This is taking a little bit longer than I ever expected it to for the I would think it was an unqualified success of the comic How to Get Ahead in Life. You can see that on Twitter or Instagram. That's Jack D, Tyler D on Twitter and Rock Behind the Wheel on Instagram, respectively. It also gets reposted to Tumblr at Dr. Junkenstein I Presume. No hyphen. <laughs> so, Dr. Junkenstein I Presume, uh, all that kind of cool stuff. I don't really communicate with people on that particular social media but you can definitely find me yelling pretty frequently now on twitter i know david's pretty happy about me uh being there pretty frequently jack d tyler d and uh just uh keep an ear out and at us at me at david to follow you like too. being at it it's a fun time it's a good romp and i would also like to thank you lisa because you were really fun this was fun 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 as per usual folks and uh, I'm just real glad that we did it. Yeah. And Hell we yeah. survived. We we thank you all for listening <laughs> to the anime podcast of some sort. And hey, if you like what you listen to, give us the old positivity in the iTunes or the Stitcher or wherever you else you may find this. You can check out the RSS feed, com. You can check it out there. If you have one of those smart speaker devices... Tune in has us. You can listen to us with that. Like if you've got an Alexa or a Google Home or any of that, we're in there too because we're fancy like that. It's in season. Two nerdy black guys, sports cool. odds and ends, all of them, deltajuliatmike.com. Y- y- you know, you know. So thank you guys you so it. much for listening. And thank you for having you me on soon. here. Thank you, Lisa. Bye. We'll talk to you all again soon.